Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. So thankful that you guys have tuned in. We're talking everything college hoops 24-7 all the time, maybe even 25-7 at this point in March. You just never know. So thank you for tuning in. You could have been anywhere else on the dial, but you chose to be here with us. Mike and Gus, and we appreciate that. So thanks for carving out some time during your weekend. We're going to give you a mid-major March Madness situation. I'm going to try to run down every single situation that we have in the mid-major landscape leading up to Selection Sunday and get you guys straightened out on what might happen and what is updated. You you don't even need to pull up. Your, your app to check all your scores. Just be keyed in and listen to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. We're going to help you out and find your way, Let help you navigate this March Madness mid-major situation. Thank you for tuning in. This I feel like this mid-major podcast is becoming like a little bit like a, of a Saturday morning cartoons where, where it's just something you kind of like look forward to. You know you had in your back pocket. You could tune in anytime you needed to. And you knew when you tuned it in, you're going to be entertained and and, and slightly uh, enthusiastic about what we even if it was a rerun or an episode that you've seen before. But we're trying to bring you something fresh every day this week in March. Mike and I are literally at the grindstone, pounding away, grinding away for you guys. Hope that everybody's appreciating it out there. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners. We just want to say thank you for giving us part of your weekend. Let's just jump right into the games. What do you say? Sound good? All right. Let's run down America East. We got the final four in the America East. We got uh, Vermont, of course, the number one seed overall. Uh, we got University of Maryland, Baltimore County is the number two seed. Uh, they'll be facing off uh, tomorrow at 11 o'clock. This, this Saturday that's coming up in March is one of the finest Saturdays that we have in our entire sport. You get started at 11 o'clock with the America East, and you have games running the entire day until midnight. It's literally a 13 and a half our escapade. Thank you, March. Thank you, college basketball. Thank you. Welcome. And then on the other end of the bracket, Hartford, who actually is the only team that has defeated uh, Vermont in the past two years in the American East, and Stony Brook, who was the representative two years ago with uh, uh, Warney, and they faced, uh, I think it was Kentucky team in the first round and gave them a little run for their money. And, uh, you know, Warney's been, uh, you know, uh, a G League guy, uh, a 10-day contract guy in the league. Um, so Stony Brook does have um, the history and the lineage as a, an American East power. Uh, and that's when Peichel was there, of course, before he left to go to Rutgers. Uh, you know what? I'm very confident here that Vermont is going to run through this thing. Uh, I'm also very confident that they're going to have a showdown at Hartford. And I also am very confident that they're, they're, they're going to avenge that singular loss that they have in the America East. So give me Trey Bell Haynes, the player of the year in the conference, uh, give me Lamb finding more minutes, maybe getting even to double digits in minutes uh, as far as an impact uh, for the Catamounts. Uh, you know, Duncan's going to do his thing. Uh, so I, I feel like Vermont, I'm very confident in them making the finals and being the America East representative. But man, can't wait for that to get started on Saturday. Talk about Saturday morning cartoons. I, I, I think we just just tune into the America East and you'll, you'll be entertained. Let's just roll down to the A-10. Uh, first things first. Does URI have their issue solved? Are, are they off the snide or, or does the slide continue? You just want to see how they're going to respond to the winner that will be 
St. Bonnie's and Davidson. How about another round of St. Bonnie's and Davidson, huh? How about you give us Jalen Adams? How about you give us Matt Mobley? How about Aldridge? How about Keelan Grady? Yeah, I'm in. Can we please make this happen? Can we please have another round of that game? And then the winner of that game has to play the most dominant team, uh, possibly, you know, besides uh, Gonzaga, uh, on the mid-major level uh, in URI. And let, let, let's make that happen. Quick note on URI, Jeff Dowden, crops. Shout out. Unbelievable job by the by the guard from Rhodey. Nine plus points, three plus boards, 5.5 assists per game, and only one point tur- 1.2 turnovers per game. Taking care of the ball for Rhode Island. That turnover ratio is not quite Monte Morris-like, but it is in the neighborhood and approaching that elite status. Doubt it. Balling out for URI. You know EC Matthews and Terrell are going to get all the, you know, all the kudos and a lot of the headlines. But he's the secret sauce to this team. So pay attention to him in the backcourt with those two superstars balling out. And hopefully they get a matchup against uh, one of the highly efficient offensive teams. Whether it be St. Bonnie's or Davidson. What A-10. Kind of exciting coming down the stretch here. Let's head out to the big sky. Talk about March Madness. Are you joking me with this? Big Sky is absolutely bananas. It's all over the place. First, number five, Northern Colorado drops Weber State, who had been pretty hot. But not only did they drop them, they beat them 80 to 55. Weber State, what? Weber State was playing for like the number one or number two seed at the end of the season in this conference. Big Sky is bananas. Second, the 10 seed, Southern Utah, upsets and upends the number two seed, Idaho, 92-78. It wasn't even close. Third, Eastern Washington holds off a very live Portland State team, 78-72. Probably the best game in the, uh, in the conference thus far. And all the while, the Grizz, that's right, Montana, is awaiting with a bye, watching the carnage take place in their conference and just rubbing their hands together and, and, and just getting greedy and being like, all right, give us what's going to get spit out here and we're going to take care of it and make a run to the finals. So the big sky is absolutely nuts. You love, this is exactly what March Madness is about. You want to see like a 10 seed, a sub 500 team in Southern Utah, totally upend Idaho, who was a number two seed in the conference and played unbelievably well in the big sky. Crazy. If we're going to pick one thing here, I think we're going to pick the Grizz to be the representative of the big sky. And the Grizz have players. We, we, we gave you a rundown of them on the previous podcasts. Um, they do have some high major players that have transferred down. Um, so they do have some impact players. Give us the Grizz to make it to the run to the finals and defeat whoever like comes out of this like craziness and all of these upsets uh, in the bracket below them. Big West, we've talked about the Big West on the mid-major podcast a couple of times. We were down to the final four. It's all chalk here. It's nothing like the Big Sky. We got number one, UC Davis, the Aggies, versus number four, Cal State Fullerton, the Titans. Crazy thing about the Aggies, Aggies have uh, the number one seed in the conference without Monica who was the preseason player of the year here, and they're still balling out and still receive the number one seed in the conference, which is really impressive. Uh, He's been suspended from the team for uh, violating team rules. And then uh, below them, you have the uh, UC UC Irvine Anteaters versus uh, versus the Gauchos. And you know what I'm going to say here? Give me the Gauchos over the Anteaters, making it to the finals to... Face the Aggies again, 
And give me the Gauchos in a slight upset. Give me Leland King going for a double-double. Give me Max Haydinger shooting efficiently and being efficient on the offensive end. Give me Gabe Vincent making some threes from the outside in the second half. And give me the Gauchos winning the turnover battle against the Aggies and advancing and being the Big West West, uh, representative in March. Time to fly down to Conference USA, where we do have a little bit more madness. One of our darlings, Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, upset big time early in the conference tournament. And now they just cross their fingers and hope that their resume is sound enough to get them an at-large invite to March. Man, they're going to be crossing multiple things, not just fingers, crossing toes, crossing arms, crossing legs, crossing rubber bands, hair braids, whatever you got. Finals bring us... The unbelievably, entertainingly Marshall Hurd, Thundering Hurd, and Western Kentucky. Marshall's the four seed, Western Kentucky's the three seed. Here's what I'm going to say in this game. How about you give me a Darius Thompson throwback performance like he was in UVA on defense over John Elmore while tickling a triple-double and give me the Hilltoppers going dancing, and maybe give me Lamont Bearden helping out a little bit on D on Elmore so he doesn't go off for a game like he had earlier in the tournament. So I'm going to say bit of an upset here that Middle Tennessee not in the finals. So let's give the three seed Western Kentucky into March and as a representative, and I think all of Conference USA crosses their fingers and hopes that Middle Tennessee State can be the large representative along with their automatic qualifier from their conference tournament all right so next thing we got up for you guys is a little gus got next before we get to a little gus got next we just wanted to say hey i'm gonna give you what i think is happening in these games in the mid-major mike and i are gonna give you our our bracket breakdown next week uh both of us are gonna you know break down the bracket and give you all of our picks on on what we think might happen and ever since we started here you know the podcast People have been asking for advice. Who do you like? What do you think is going to happen? And usually it's like, what team to bet on? You like this spread. What's going on? Well, let's tell you this. When you're betting, it's just as important as who you're betting with as who you're betting on. And that's why we're going to direct you to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in the business for years. Their rep is totally rock solid. Uh, They do up to 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, once you start an account, You're making money for doing absolutely nothing and not making any decisions on a wager whatsoever. They have some of the fastest payouts in the business, 48-hour processing. When you win, you get paid. You want to win this March? You want it? You got a game you feel great about? Hook up with my bookie, AG. You know who's going to win, right? Lay down some money and make make it real. Win big today. We would only recommend this service to the listeners because it's been good to us. You know Mike lays down a little money every now and then. I always say the big if gambling was legal. And you know what? You're totally sound with my bookie. That's why we're urging you to turn their direction. They have in-game betting, some you know first and second half line betting, uh, most rewarding player perks in the business, all new mobile site that makes wagering a breeze on the go. Listen, you, you're out and you get a feeling on a game and you, you, know, you listen to like our podcast along the way and you're like, oh, I feel great about this game. Let me hit up and get some money on this. Let me put you know 20 bucks down on this. Perfect. Hit up that mobile site. You'll be good to go. So go ahead, join my bookie, and they'll match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. 
And do us a favor. Use the promo code SDS. You punch in SDS when uh, you know you're doing your checkout stuff, uh, for the and and they'll hook you up with a, a you know up to 100% bonus. So visit my bookie today. Listen, you play, you win, you get paid. Thank you, my bookie, for partnering up with the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Cool partnership, great guys. Uh, but yo, guess what we got here, babe? We got Gus got next, yo. Let's go. We got next, man. We got our squad. Let's roll this. This is a total mid-major conference tournament squad, too. This isn't like your, you know, your normal namby-pamby. Like, oh, this guy went off for, uh, you know, out in a game where nobody saw on TV and only the people in the audience. So we, all of these games are televised. So, yo, we got next, and this is my squad. Guess what? Guy that we talked about on the podcast multiple times early on in the season, he went for his. He said, listen. We're not losing this game. Eric Neal from UT Arlington, the senior point guard, went for 37 points to advance in the conference tournament. Eric Neal is running the point for us, and he's going to make his 15-foot jumpers. He's going to hit a couple threes. He's going to be fearless in the lane. Eric Neal is running with us. You know who else we got? We mentioned him earlier. This is John Elmore from Marshall. John Elmore had 26 points and a win over Southern Miss, and he nailed the key three about uh, under two minutes to play, and then made a couple free throws down the stretch to help nail the win. Elmore is an unbelievably fun player to watch on the offensive end. Uh, Coach D'Antoni gives him some offensive freedom, and we're going to let Elmore have that same offensive freedom we got next. I got Elmore from Marshall. You know know who else I got? I got Jeremy Harris from Buffalo. 6'7", junior, had 27 in the win over CMU. And then he put up another 20 to get his team to the finals. I love Jeremy Harris. I love what he brings. There's a bunch of great players on that team. You know, give me Harris from Buffalo. He's going to do a little bit of everything for us. Yo, we get in a late game situation. You know who we got? We got Kareem Wooten Jr. from Memphis. That's right. He hit the game winner against Tulsa with that beautiful floater. So we get in a late game situation. We got to run full court. We're going to give him the ball, get out of the way, and spread the offense and spread the floor for him. And he's going to hit that floater. And guess what? We ain't getting off until next week that's right to review gus got next you know who we're running with that's right we're running with eric neal ut arlington put up 37 points in the conference tournament yeah that's a man's game right there i got Jen, john elmore from marshall 26 points and a nice three to help seal the deal for his team and now his team is in the finals of the conference usa tournament and that's right we got jeremy harris buffalo 6-7 junior putting up 20 points over and over again in his conference tournament. Nothing but efficient. Love when your junior, your upperclassman steps up. And we get in a late game situation. Kareem Wooten Jr. from Memphis. That's right. We're giving it to him and getting out of the way. He's going to put up that sweet little floater, and we ain't getting off. So there's my squad. Yo, I got next, man. Hey, we just want to say congratulations. Congratulations to the Patriot League representative, Bucknell. Bucknell, congratulations on being uh, getting into the dance. Ticket punched. Tickets, please. Tickets, please. Bucknell just handed it his ticket, their ticket. You know, they got a stud in Zach Thomas, 20-plus points a game, nine boards a game. They got a big in Nana Fulia, 15 points, seven boards. They got a selfless upperclassman guard, Kimberl McKenzie. He averaged like uh, 12 or 13 points last year. He's averaging under double digits this year. Due to... The emergence of senior Stephen Brown, who's been there. He's the life. He's the vet. He's the lifer. He's exploded and averaged over 20 points a game over his last five. 
Bucknell has weapons everywhere, all over the floor. They have an unbelievable vibe and uh, program culture would not want to be facing them. And they also have a lineage of pulling one of the most beautiful upsets over Kansas Mm -hmm. a number of years back. Man, Bucknell, you do not want to see them if you're a high major team and you get that three seed or that four seed and you're looking at the other end of your bracket and you see the bison. No, thank you. All right, let's give you a rundown of a couple of the other mid-majors that we got cooking. Here we got the Ivy. Hey, it's year two of their tournament. They want to jump in. They go down the palestra and they just do a final four. They just like, we're taking the top four teams. They still put some importance on the regular season where there's this urgency during the regular season. If you don't make the final four in the conference uh, standings, then you're not included into their postseason tournament. It's cool they do it in a historical place like the Palestra. Uh, and they have four beautiful teams that are there that have played well all season. You got the number one seed Harvard against the number four seed Cornell. You got the number two seed Penn versus the number three seed Yale. Here's what I say. I say just give me Harvard. I think that they're going to beat Cornell. I think they're going to avenge that. Uh, I think I, I think they're going to get to the finals and then give me Penn because it's a you know it's a home game for them over Yale. Um, I think that uh, you know Ryan Beatley remains hot. He had 30 versus Brown a couple games back. So give me the Quakers versus the Crimson, and then I think Harvard avenges the 74-71 loss and give me Seth Towns with a big game. But the difference maker here. You heard it here. We mentioned his name on the podcast previously. Christian Juzang. Both sophomores, Towns and Juzang, are going to go off in this finals and propel Harvard into March Madness. We're going to get a low turnover game from Juzang. He's going to do some interesting things. He's a really unique athlete, and they let him have some freedom on the offensive end with what the decisions he makes with the ball. Towns is going to outplay uh, Betley. And give me Harvard as your Ivy representative in March. How about the MAC? Chalk holds here, right? You got Buffalo taking down Kent State after that miracle, uh, you know, last uh, possession shot uh, to move on in the tournament. Um, but you need to be careful with with Kent State. They're you know they're defending champ in the conference. You know they they, they won a couple games to get to this point. Uh, Senderoff is a great coach. He's he's the second most winning winningest coach in Kent State history at this point. So I mean they, they this Kent State program is not something to sneeze at so it's a nice win for buffalo and then they're going to play the winner of toledo and eastern michigan and to be honest i don't really think that either one of those teams was going to defeat buffalo or kent state i think kent state had a little mojo and i think buffalo is just too uh i think they're too talented so i think the rep in the map mac is going to be buffalo i think west clark is going to be the difference you know we championed uh, harris earlier and harris has been playing unbelievable in this tournament Give me Clark hitting a couple of shots from three, and give me the Bills being your MAC representative in March. Man, they are very good. I think they're very similar to Bucknell. I, I don't think you want to see them on the other side of your bracket because there is talent on that team, and there are they are very well coached. And how about the MIAC? Uh, we got Hampton moving on, and then they're going to play the winner of NC Central and Morgan State, and 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 the MIAC, you know, participating in March Madness. Uh, NC Central is the sixth seed, and Morgan State is a seventh seed. Um, so at some point, there's going to be a 15-plus lost team in the finals of this conference, which is like, you know, beautiful for March. That's exactly what we're looking for. So you're, you get that like Cinderella story playing the heavy favorite in Hampton, who's the one seed. But I don't think Hampton is going to get shook here. Jermaine Morrow, uh, six-foot sophomore, he's averaging over 19 points a game, five rebounds and five assists. 
Like that, those not that stat line is kind of crazy. He's probably one of under 10 people in the nation averaging those those numbers. Malik Trent Street, super talent, TCU transfer. He's averaging 13 points a game. And you got Kalen Fisher, 6'2 guard. He's nothing to sneeze at. He just went off for 37 three or four games ago. So you have major talent in the backcourt here with Hampton. And I can't see NC Central and Morgan State or Morgan State, either one of them, continuing their Cinderella run against that much talent in the backcourt. Uh, Hampton has a ton of guys that play a ton of minutes. They got 10 plus players that play 10 plus minutes. So they get that, you know, they're playing a high pace. They want to run you up and down, but they do count on those three guys in the backcourt. Um, and Hampton underrated rebounding team. So I think their rebounding prowess and their talent on the perimeter, we're going to put them into the finals and then advance them into March. And you can totally see Hampton being one of those 16, 16 games. And because of their talent, that might be paying attention to if you're like Mike Randall and you're hoping to pick the absolute perfect bracket, maybe you want to take a look at Hampton in that 16-16 game. All right, Mountain West time, baby. Now, while we're podcasting, a couple of the Mountain West games are getting started, just like the UNC-Duke game uh, and the Texas Tech-West Virginia game. I'll give you a couple of predictions on that when we get to the end of the podcast. But since we're hitting the Mountain West, we're down to the Final Four. We have Nevada versus uh, San Diego State, the number one seed versus the number five seed. Uh, And then in the other bracket, we have... uh, uh, in the coupling bracket, we have uh, number seven, Utah State, and number three, New Mexico. So guess what? This is just going to hold true to March Madness. How about San Diego State over Nevada? Nevada's playing a back-to-back. You know that uh, Caleb Martin is dealing with an injury. You know Jordan Caroline is dealing with an injury. And you also know that Kendall, Kendall Stevens is dealing with an injury too. So I think the back-to-back for those three key players are going to play a role here. And I think San Diego State is going to pull the upset. I can see this being a tight game uh, in the first half and then maybe uh, like a final possession type game. But either way, I, I like San Diego State here. I really like what Coach Dutcher said after the um, you know after their final win in conference where, hey, we're just looking to win and get to March. And I don't think they've lost that focus at all. So give me a slight upset here. Give me San Diego State advancing. And then you know who they're going to play? They're going to play Utah State. So Mountain West is going to blow up and be bananas and be crazy. So Utah State is going to beat New Mexico. They're going to beat it with some Sam Merrill making some more threes. Kobe McEwen is going to have a big second half. He's going to continue what he's been doing the second half of the season and being healthy and playing really well. And how about Dwayne Brown Jr.? Goes for double figures and is like the X factor for Utah State against New Mexico. Even though New Mexico does have some good mojo with Coach Weir, I think that um, Utah State is going to you know continue the madness that's happening here. And you know what we're going to say to Nevada? Nevada, rest up, get ready for that 8-9 game or that 7-10 game, and go ball out in the first round when you get your at-large bid. So the Mountain West, I think, is going to be a two-bid league. And you know what I'm going to say? Give me San Diego State in the finals. I think San Diego State is going to be, I think they're going to be led by Trey Kelt. I think he's going to hit a few big shots. He hasn't shot well all year, under 40% uh, from the field. But how about he hits a couple of big shots in the second half? Give me Pope doing a little work in the post. Give me Jalen McDaniels popping off the screen uh, in the finals athletically and, and, and getting a putback dunk or a big block. I can see him doing that. And how about you got Watson and Mitchell? You know, Watson the transfer and Mitchell the freshman. How about both of them playing really sound, really steady basketball? Watson making a couple threes. Mitchell doing his mid-range game thing. So I'm going to say give me San Diego State over Utah State where – uh, Mountain West gets two teams to the uh, big dance. Nevada with the at-large and San Diego State with the automatic. 
How about that? A little craziness there, right? All right, let's go to the Southland. Southland is a, is also chalky here. It's not uh, as crazy as maybe the Big Sky or the Mountain West um, or uh, I'm trying to think what else has been a little crazy, like the Conference USA. Um, so I think Southeast Louisiana, the one seed, they've they've advanced to the finals. And if I was going to predict, I, I, I have to predict Stephen F. Austin over Nichols. I know Mike... Uh, Mike Randall has predicted Nichols as like that 16 seed in a, a number of his uh, training montages, but I don't think they're going to make it. I think they're going to get upset a little bit by uh, Stephen F. Austin, who's the three seed. I think Ty Charles is going to have a big game. Uh, he's one of those leftovers from the win uh, that Stephen F. Austin had over West Virginia. And I think they're going to face Southeast Louisiana. I think Jordan Capps, a six seven senior, is going to drag his team into the finals. And I think Neil, the trusty point guard who's undersized, you love these undersized, like, really talented point guards in these mid-majors, and, and Veal falls right into that uh, category, of course. And I'm going to say, give me Southeast Louisiana, Jordan Caps with a big game, and uh, SE Louisiana as your Southland representative, and they will definitely be one of those 16-16 playing games. So that's what I'm going to predict for the Southland moving forward. Uh, let's get down to the Sun Belt. Sun Belt, we got... Number one, Louisiana versus number four, UT Arlington. Very chalky here. Two most talented teams in the league by far. I'm going to say give me Arlington with a slight upset, but really, in reality, it's probably not that big of an upset. And then you got Georgia State versus Georgia Southern. Great rivalry game. Huge showdown. Give me Georgia State advancing. And I'm going to say give me the four seed, UT Arlington, advancing and being the Sun Belt's representative. Uh... We talked about Neil going off for his. I don't see why his uh, inspired play would be discontinued here. Uh, Hervey's an NBA player waiting to happen. He's probably going to go for double digits. They have a quality big in Hamilton inside. And then they have your you know, your vet, your lifer, uh, your, your senior guard, Wilson. I bet he has some impactful moments in this, in this final as well. So I'm going to say give me Arlington with two mini upsets according to the seed line, but in reality, talent-wise versus talent, maybe not an upset. So Arlington over Louisiana, and then give me Arlington over Georgia State in the Sun Belt final. Arlington, moving on. Go Mavs. Uh, all right, and then we got the SWAC. We don't want to ignore the SWAC. We know that Mike Randall really adores SWAC basketball. We got Arkansas Pine Bluff in the finals, and I believe that they're going to play Texas Southern. I know that game is uh, you know going on as we're potting, but I think Demontre Jefferson is back. He's one of the most impactful players in the SWAC. The 5'7 Dynamo just does everything. He's unbelievably tough to guard. He's super shifty, unafraid of contact in the lane. But here's what I'm going to say. I think Martavius McKnight from Arkansas Pine Bluff is going to quell Texas Southern and Jefferson. The 6'6 junior guard is a really uniquely talented uh, for his size in a mid-major. He reminds me a little bit of the, the, the Nevada guys. Uh, you know, tall enough to guard multiple positions and do multiple things on the offensive end. So I'm actually going to take Arkansas Pine Bluff, the one seed, uh, over Texas Southern and to ruin Mike Randall's Santa, Cra Santa Claus rally for Texas Southern. Uh, so give me Pine Bluff and McKnight moving on. And he's a player to pay attention to. If they're in that 16-16 game, he's going to be a cool player to watch. And he'll definitely be entertaining and worth the tuning on that Tuesday or Wednesday. And then, luckily, we're going to end with the whack. Chalk here. Nothing crazy. As long as New Mexico State holds, the finals will be pretty sick. Because 
New Mexico State is going to get a game with Grand Canyon, which was very live when they played earlier this year, or Utah Valley. Utah Valley was the one team that took down New Mexico State in conference this year. And if you remember our conversation with Kevin Connors from ESPN, he talked about Utah Valley being one of these really impactful mid-major teams to keep an eye on in March. So if we get a final of New Mexico State and Utah Valley, sign me up. That sounds awesome. And you know what we want to do? We just want to send a congratulations. Congratulations to Jamario Jones and the, of the Aggies for winning Player of the Year in the conference. The dude is a stud. He had three games in a row this season where he obtained 20 rebounds in the game. And just to put that in perspective, he plays an undersized 6'5 power forward swingman position. The dude is unbelievably gifted in the grit category. He will not be shortchanged with his effort, and he does everything you could want if you are Coach Jans and the New Mexico State Aggies. Man, what a player. Love watching him play. He is definitely worth the tune-in to watch his type of effort. That effort will definitely pop off the screen at you. And also, don't forget about Lofton. Lofton's pretty nasty. He's a really crafty shot maker. He can shoot it from anywhere. He can get in the lane. Man, this New Mexico State team, they get through and get past Utah Valley or Grand Canyon. I don't think anybody wants to play them. And here's, here's another secret about New Mexico State. You know what they do? They guard you. Right now, they're a top 15 team in the Ken Palm defensive efficiency ratings. You do not want to get in a rock fight with this team because they're going to guard you and they're going to keep the game close. So careful if you see New Mexico State on the other end of your bracket. Very similar to Bucknell. All right, listeners. You know, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. There's your rundown of your mid-major. I uh, hope everybody's caught up now. Last two things. Uh, you know, of course, while we're potting, um, we got UNC Duke getting started. We got Texas Tech and uh, uh, West Virginia getting started. I'm going to say give me UNC over Duke. Again, I've talked about this UNC lineup uh, as like the, you know, quasi-Golden State Warriors uh, death lineup. And they've just been so efficient offensively. And then they can bring their two bigs, uh, Manly, off the bench uh, to, you know, counteract any sort of, uh, at least give a a different flavor. So give me UNC over Duke. Uh, Slight upset there. And UNC stays in line for like, you know, a a two-seed, I guess, and, and moves on to... Uh, hopefully play uh, UVA. And uh, for Texas Tech, West Virginia, I'm going to say now that Keenan Evans is, is correct. Give me Texas Tech. I, I, I think that this is one of these teams that, you know, about three weeks ago we were talking about as a one seed, maybe make a run to a final four. Evans gets hurt. Then you're questioning because he's the motor. He's the engine. He does everything for them, right? So not only do they get Evans back, they get Zach Smith back. And now they're kind of whole again. If they can kind of construct their roster and their rotations now in this Big 12 tournament, I think Texas Tech is going to be a dangerous team moving forward. And I don't think Keenan Evans, I think Keenan Evans is going to be like, yo, West Virginia, I don't care about your pressure. I'm going to dribble through this thing and I'm going to get myself some scores. I'm going to get my teammates some scores. So there's just a couple of, uh, uh, you know, high major uh, thoughts there for everybody. Again, thank you guys. Oh my goodness. Mike and I are just blown away at the kindness. Uh, we're blown away at the, you know, listen listeners the new listeners the old listeners uh, thank you thank you thank you we're so glad that you give us part of your week we're like honestly humbled it's it's crazy and and if you like what you're listening to please give the podcast a follow at sds uh podcast efficiency of keystrokes of course uh please give mike a follow on twitter he is both entertaining and insightful at 
at Randall Rant. He is absolutely fantastic. You will not be disappointed when you hit the follow button on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show via email, please do. SDSpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you really like what you're listening to? Do me a favor. When you're watching a game this weekend, a conference game, uh, maybe one of the playing games on Tuesday or Wednesday or maybe even the selection show, hit up the review on Apple iTunes. Let us know what you think. Just like Hale150. Hale150, thank you. We're not going to read his whole review, but he just said informative college basketball podcast. And here's the goal, listeners. Let's try to get to 100 reviews by Thursday's tip in March Madness. We're at 80-something right now. Let's see if we can get to 100 reviews by Thursday's tip. And that way, Mike and I can just look back on that and be like, you know what? We are helping so many people out and giving people exactly what they want for March Madness and entertaining and, and attempting to give them the knowledge that they're looking forward to to win their, co- to win their college basketball pool at the office. So listeners, thank you. We're so humbled. Uh, and, and just thank you for tuning into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mike and I will be back at it. Break down some brackets. We'll give you initial reaction uh, right after the brackets are revealed. So you'll on uh, Monday during the day, you'll be able to hear what we think about what's going on with the brackets. Um, and also, we will each do our picks later on in the week. So don't worry. Um, that was one of our like most entertaining podcasts. Uh, Mike will run me through the bracket, and then I'll run Mike through the bracket. So listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. We totally look forward to doing that for you guys and sharing it with you guys. Um, so, cilantro. Cheers. I'm addicted to the appetite.